It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk, a partner and attorney at the law firm of Malk and Baker in Chicago. We're Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. Are you a church leader, or you think God may call you into leadership as a pastor or an elder, a teacher? Uh, Are you in a leadership position in your family? And are you confused by what's happening today uh, to the body of Christ? The uh, crises, the politics, the law, everything seems to swirl around, and there's so many voices. But God speaks in the midst of chaos He has a word for us. The path of the righteous is like the first gleaming of the dawn, growing ever brighter till the fullness of day. In other words, he wants us to understand what's going on. And today we'll be speaking with Betsy Neuenhaus, who is writer in residence at Moody Publishing, where she works with Gary Chapman and other authors on books related to building relationships. She's also read and can talk to us about some of the uh, outstanding new works that are coming out of Moody Publishers that will help us understand the crisis we're in, the problems, the challenges, uh, the opportunities. Betsy, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. Thank you, John. It's great to be here. Tell us, what is a writer-in-residence Well, a writer-in-residence is sort of a fancy term for, I just work with a lot of great authors and try to make good books better and then do a little kind of plug in a little of my own writing from time to time and uh, try to do it all to the glory of God. Amen. And we have have four books today that hopefully we're going to get to. I'm going to read the titles to them. That, to help our listeners uh, stay tuned, the way to brave, uh, shaping a David faith for today's Goliath world. That's by Andy McQuitty. Mark Sayers has written "Strange Days: Life in the Spirit in a Time of Upheaval." Paul Nyquist has written "Is Justice Possible: The Elusive Pursuit of What Is Right." And Eric Mason has written, Woke Church, an urgent call for Christians in America to confront racism and injustice. All of these books, Betsy, are designed to help us get out of the confusion that we're in and guide us along God's path. Yes. Let's start with Woke Church. What do you see in that book that would be of help to our listeners? Well, I think I want to start with Woke Church because it's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. It's um, Eric Mason is an African-American pastor in Philadelphia, and 
he is really taking on the white evangelical church for really not embracing um, really a call to to racial justice. And it starts out with um, in a forward by Ligon Duncan, who's a reformed guy. He said that when he went to seminary, he studied social ethics. This was in the 90s. But did it address racism? No. And um, he says some of our and quoting here, some of our best theological minds says Pastor Mason figured out how love your neighbor did not apply to the racism and injustice black people were experiencing. And he he says, as we all know, the Bible is soaked with calls for justice through and through. But just so often the the justice has been selectively Applied and well, well, let me jump yeah. in with a word for Eric Mason because um, uh, Brittany Booth, our communications manager, and I recently attended a, a conference where he spoke, which was predominantly African American. And I think sometimes uh, white people, like you and I, Betsy, <laughs> or most evangelicals, uh, get tired of being told not to be racist and, uh, gee, I don't hate anybody and, and so forth. And so what can I learn, uh, and kind of shut off at that point. And, uh, I was delighted to hear Eric Mason in speaking to a predominantly African American conference, uh, say, don't, don't you African American folks start blaming the white people, look at your own sin, uh, get right with God, uh, you've got a problem, and we all have problems, and if we all recognize that, and we're not picking on white people, but it's it's about the sin condition in, uh, in the church and things we can do about it. That's Eric Mason's book, Woke Church, W O. K-E. Wake up, church. Right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. hallelujah. Amen. Uh, next on the list, we have Is Justice Possible? You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm John Mauk, partner of the law firm of Mauk and Baker. If you missed part of this episode or want to hear other Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit MaukBaker.com. You can also subscribe to our religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today we're speaking with Betsy Newenhouse of Moody Publishers, writer in residence, and uh, Betsy uh, Paul Nyquist has written a book, Is Justice Possible? The Elusive Pursuit of What is Right. Uh, how does he attempt to define justice and how, how can that help us in our in our quest. Well, he said he starts by saying justice has its starting point in God, not in man. Oh, and, amen. That's so important. As a lawyer, uh, we're constantly confronted with that because everybody has their own idea of justice. Okay, so the starting point is God. Right. And that we as finite human beings will never see perfectly. There's we there's always darkness in front of our vision, and so we get 
bad decisions and seeming miscarriages of justice. One of the things that I appreciated most in this book is Dr. Nyquist um, has done a really deep dive into real cases, wrongful convictions. Um, the, uh, I mean, for example, he addresses the issue of incarceration rates, and he says that we, our population is 5% of the world's population, but we in America have 25% of its prisoners. And that just knocked me over. And, of course, you could do a whole program on that, but that's just one example. Wrongful convictions. And so a lot, he goes into a lot of specifics, and it's deeply rooted in Scripture. And I, I think for, for your listeners, of all these four books, that is the one that I would most specifically recommend as a handbook for a, uh, a believing lawyer. For a believing lawyer? Yes. Oh, all right. Well, we need more believing lawyers. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> Amen. And if you if you know lawyers, um, let me give you this uh, suggestion. Uh, I wrote a book with Moody Publishers called Jesus in the Courtroom. You can get that and send that to any lawyer you know, believer or not. But it, particularly if they're not believers, the hope is it would uh, – arouse their interest in God's standards in the Bible and is a personal relationship with Jesus possible. It's a whole different world than the world of, of law without God. But getting back to Is Justice Possible, Paul Nyquist's book, uh, Betsy, is there anything believers can do to uh, bring about justice before the return of Jesus, or maybe to hasten the return of Jesus? Well, he starts out with a very simple, a simple story of he, Paul, walking into his local precinct to cast a vote, and there was nobody in there. And this was, I, I don't know what kind of election this was, but he urges believers to, first of all, vote that it's very important. It does make a difference in so many arenas. But then getting into more details, know the issues, research the candidates' positions on the issues, pray for those who are elected. Uh, Paul, Romans 13, it's very, very important. So he says, start start with that. Um, he said there, there are you can ad, advocate, and I'm reading here from the book because it's so chock full. Advocate for judicial reform, um, advocate for proportionate sentencing, restoration of civil rights, and especially advocating for the innocent. He says the wrongly incarcerated need an advocate. They need someone standing up for them, and we don't we don't think about that. Uh, coming up, we'll talk further with Betsy Newenhouse of Moody Publishers about two other new books, The Way to Brave, Shaping a David Faith for Today's Goliath World, and Mark Sayer's book, Strange Days, Life in the Spirit in a Time of Upheaval. I'm John Malk, and this is Layers for Jesus.
Sometimes, Jesus used the law to make a difference, and so must we. In his book, Jesus in the Courtroom, author and attorney, John Mauck, shows us how to engage our modern legal system for the good of the kingdom. Jesus in the Courtroom discusses the need for faith-filled lawyers in order to protect the church and what good can happen when we partner with Christian legal professionals. To order your copy of Jesus in the Courtroom, find it at Moody Publishers or go to JesusInTheCourtroom.com. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, an attorney at Mauk & Baker, a law firm based in Chicago which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal need. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R dot com forward slash radio. Today we're talking with Betsy Newenhouse, writer in residence at Moody Publishers. And Betsy, you've described to us uh, two of the new titles that are very interesting. Uh, Moody has just come out with that will help the church uh, get its head on uh, straight. There's so much confusion and different voices. Woke Church by Eric Mason and Is Justice Possible by J. Paul Nyquist. Now, the next one on our list is The Way to Brave by Andy McQuitty. And the subtitle is Shaping a David Faith for Today's Goliath World. Mm -hmm. What in the world is this about? It's about uh, the challenge for Christians to have courage and not to cower in fear during spiritually chaotic times. And he talks about how David, of course, had faith of the giant slaying variety. And in our world, we have also many giants to, to slay. And he uh, just to, he says, God wants to grant to us five specific assets that he granted to David, um, a specific sense of calling, a divine anointing with accompanying empowerment, a noble character marked by humility, a tested and proven faith, and remarkable skill that is the fruit of consistent practice. And he is he gets somewhat into the challenges that Christians face from the culture, but this is not really sort of a culture war book. This is a book that any Christian, especially a Christian lawyer, leader, pastor, could apply to their own lives. And We all admire David. Right. And uh, some of us would say, well, I'm no David. Right. But does this book help you become a David to put on that, that mantle? It does. It does. And uh, he walks, walks us through David's story. And obviously, he's very unsung, but... Uh, he unpacks David's walk with with God. And just real quick, there's one point that I want to be sure to bring out that I was very struck by. He quotes Psalm 84 about how you would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. Well, what does it mean to be a doorkeeper to our church? It means we want to open the door so that all may come into our church and be welcome, but also to go out and help those that they might 
be drawn to us and and to Christ. And so he says we should all be doorkeepers. And I, I love his exploration of having character, having humility, having kindness, and being known for that. Yeah, and I see, and we work with uh, so many pastors here at, at, at Malkin Baker, that there is fear, yes. uh, even even among there is pastors, fear. and perhaps right. particularly because uh, for good reasons, they don't want to alienate the flock by getting too political. Uh, they don't want to have their contributions go down. The church is always uh, on financial edge, and if they start getting too political. On the other hand, uh, they're rent in their hearts by what's happening to society, and, and uh, uh, government and politics are pushing more and more into the spiritual realm, uh, defining sexual behavior, or defining marriage, uh, advocating abortions, and things God wants us to stand against. So the way to brave, to me, sounds like when you need to stand up and take right. the consequences and be right. the leader. Right. And when David walked out there before Goliath, uh, other than his faith in God, right. it didn't look good. Right. A slingshot against, right. Uh, right. What, what were we talking about, a sword uh, that was almost too heavy for David to lift. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, right. and yet with God... And this is what God wants for all of us, I think, uh, is to learn how to be brave. Because it's not just pastors, it's lawyers, it's believers who are intimidated. And we don't want to offend, but there's times that we have to. And it takes discernment to learn when we have to stand up and take our medicine and be facing rejection and take risks. And when we need to be appropriately silent and and prayerful and not and not get sucked into the battle. Right. So the the book is the way to brave shaping a David faith for today's Goliath world uh, by Andy McQuitty. It's available on the Moody uh, bookstore website. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk of Malk and Baker, and we're talking with Betsy Newenhouse writer-in-residence at Moody Publishers about some of the great books that are coming out designed to help believers today cope with our current problems in a biblical way. Because you go out there and you can find 20 solutions for every problem, uh, 19.5 of which usually don't work. <laughs> but I found that if I can scrape away and get down uh, Betsy, to the biblical value that underlies the uh, ad advice or, or technique or means of coping with the problems, then I have success in what I'm trying to do and, and, and in what God's trying to teach me. The last book here, uh, Mark Sayers has written Strange Days, Life in the Spirit in a Time of Upheaval. Uh, who is Mark Sayers? Mark Sayers is a pastor in lovely Melbourne, Australia, which I hear is a beautiful city. I've never been there. And he's also a cultural critic who he's extremely widely read 
and quotes many, many different people. And um, so he gives sort of a 30,000-foot view of culture. And in, in this book, he starts out looking at how, he says, after the Berlin Wall fell, there was what he called a spirit of optimism that emerged in our culture. And it kind of went along with the rise of the internet and kind of the digital culture and, and so forth and globalization, all these factors. And But then he said we um, obviously that spirit of optimism didn't last. We see upheaval all around us. People are questioning globalization. And so, and so he said, how do, and the church has many different responses to be more like the culture, to stand off from the culture, to go right, to go left, as you've alluded to, John. And he, what he says is that the church shouldn't skew either way, but above all, and, and I love this, choose to f follow Jesus and forsake all other gods, idols, and authorities. And that is his message. Yeah, amen. And we want to sort out this idea of progress because it can certainly give optimism, but it can give, give conceit that uh, because we're more wealthy, because we have better medicine and greater technology, uh, we're making progress. And I'm putting progress in quotes, because Jesus was pretty clear, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? And I'll paraphrase it, uh, to make uh, progress upon scientific progress, upon economic progress, and lose his soul. And what the church is called to do is to be that voice saying, wait a minute, we can't lose our soul. Sure, we like better, better medical care, uh, more longevity, uh, better housing for people, but that's not the focus. And if we if we get too carried away, then we're we become just like the world, and it it won't do any good. At the time of World War II, Germany was very progressive. Right, right, yes. And and considered intellectually one of the best places in the world and uh, all, all the ferment, and yet it turned out to be a place of hell where uh, Satan got in. Uh, you look at the Nazi army, and you can't help but say, wow, that was something, and what good was it except to destroy uh, people? And right. boy, America has really... Uh, got to tighten up on that. So I'm recommending uh, on your say-so, Mark Sayers' Strange Days. I'm glad it's coming from a non-American. That'll give us some perspective, yeah, too. Yeah, very much. So it's, 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 it's very deep, and he gets into, as I said, lots and lots of different things. It's not a beach read, but it's very, very thought-provoking. Amen. We've been speaking with Betsy Newenhouse of Moody Publishers. Uh, Betsy, how can you uh, get these books we've been talking about? You can go online and type in moodypublishers.com. If you have a legal need and or a question and want the perspective of a local believing attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312 
726-1243 or go to our website, maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Thanks for listening. I'm John Mauk, attorney at Mauk and Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. have to serve somebody Yes indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody